Hi, I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The CoLab, which is a member-led, inclusive, global networking community for fashion, beauty, wellness, retail, and consumer luxury professionals. I started this group in the midst of the pandemic when I realized how many of us in this industry across the world were looking for pivots and next steps. I know when I started my career, I wanted more mentors and I needed more people to lean on and to learn from. So I hope you will listen to our stories and learn from them. Every Tuesday, we'll have a member interviewing another member and on Thursday, they'll reverse. So stay tuned for the next episode and be sure to hear both sides of the story. Thanks for being here. Hi there, this is Lauren McConnell, and I'm going to be interviewing Kyle Andrew. Kyle, thank you so much for speaking with us. Hi, my name is Kyle Andrew, and um, I was most recently Chief Marketing Officer at American Eagle and have been in senior marketing roles at other brands like Gap, Kenneth Cole, and Kate Spade uh, throughout my career. Well, thank you for speaking with us. I mean, fabulous career and amazing roles that you've had along the way. Thank you. So would you mind telling us a bit about, you know, kind of your background, where you grew up, how you came to be Kyle Andrew, um, and what sort of choices led you to those decisions? Yes. So my background is that um, my father was in the advertising business for many years. Um, he worked at all the big advertising agencies at the time, McCann Erickson, Ogilvy and Mather. Um, so it was kind of steeped in my blood. Um, growing up. And he was also on the international side. So they moved him around a lot. So we lived in lots of different countries. We ended up in Australia uh, when I was um, in high school. Uh, So I went to high school in Australia. And then I also went to university in Australia, uh, Monash University. When I left Australia, as as a lot of Australians do, I traveled for a while. I traveled across the U.S., and then ended up in New York and realized I needed to get a job um, and ended up getting a job at an advertising agency called Lintas and um, at a very, very junior level, made my dad very happy that I was following in his footsteps. <laughs> and so I started there, moved around to lots of different agencies as I started to uh, kind of narrow down what I was interested in, which ended up being products for women, uh, products that were in the fashion, beauty, lifestyle space, um, and and ended up, you know, working for agencies that specialized in those areas. Um, and then I got a call from a friend of mine who was um, the director of advertising at Banana Republic and said, we really need a director of advertising at Gap. Would you be interested? And of course, it was it for me it was like the dream request because uh for many years I'd been thinking about how do I go from the agency side to the brand side to go in-house at a company uh and then also the brand gap at the time was was in its heyday and um it was just the dream really the dream opportunity and so I so I did that. I got that job, and uh, since then I've been on the brand side in marketing, and it's and um, I've really been enjoying it. Amazing, um, yeah. I mean, what an incredible opportunity to get a yeah. call like that. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like I mean, with the exception of moving from 
the agency to brand side that your career has been relatively linear? Would you say that that's true or have yeah. there been unexpected blips along the way? No, no, it, it really has. I've, I've gone, you know, I started out as a director of advertising at Gap and then slowly moved my way up to um, leadership roles across different companies. Um, the, the industry has changed dramatically since I started. You know, when I started, it was very much about traditional advertising. You know, you did TV, print, radio, billboards. That was kind of it. Um, and um, very quickly it started to change and, and, and become much more digital. Then it became a lot more social. Um, you know, it's just changed dramatically since I started. Um, so I have not, I haven't, I, it has been very linear, but I feel like I've I've been in a lot of different in different industries because it has changed so much um, from where, when I first started to where we are today. I mean, the proliferation of data uh, and and digital tools that we have today was wasn't even anything that we had when I first started out. So I've had to I've had to learn and adapt and change a lot along the way, but it's been great. And what would you say? How have you? gone about sort of training yourself or you know, tutoring yourself into those changes uh, between uh, less data-driven to more data-driven? You know, it doesn't come naturally for me to be data-driven. So I do have to force myself um, to take classes. I've done lots of classes. Uh, I've also you know, gone out of my way to hire people on my team that are smarter and better than me in, in that area and kind of learned and, and, you know, gained as much knowledge from them as possible. Um, I try and stay current. I try and, you know, stay connected to, you know, through, through events and panels and discussions uh, about what's going on and, and trying to stay current. Um, but it is, a, it is a process for me because it does not come naturally and it's not it's not the side of marketing that I am as passionate or lean towards as much. I definitely lean towards more of the um, you know kind of the brand piece of it. I mean, what does a brand stand for? What is its purpose, its values, and how does it express itself creatively? Um, so it, it's definitely a constant challenge for me. But I force myself to to learn from others. Very interesting. And how do you how do you see sort of the creative? side and the data side melding together in sort of the new world of brand marketing? Yeah, I think the two sides of marketing, you know, for a while were, were kind of separate. You know, you had your people like me who were brand marketers, and then you had the real data-driven CRM people. And I think market, the best marketers today combine both sides. And, you know, honestly, I haven't, I haven't come across a lot of people who know how to do that. Um, and I think the people who are going to be most successful going forward are going to be able to balance the two. Because I think as we, as we saw this year coming out of the pandemic and, and all the social justice issues, um, there's a real craving for meaning and for purpose um, from brands, for, from, from customers. Um, they really gravitate to brands that stand for something and mean something to them. And so you can't just... Um, market um, based on an algorithm, you really have to combine the two, find the data, find this, find the information around the customer, and then really appeal to them emotionally. So the two have to come together in order to be successful. And I think you look at the best 
brands out there um, that that do that really well. Brands like Nike and Apple, uh, they 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 do such a good job of of promoting their brand and their brand values, and then they back it up with all the the, the data that they need in order to reach the customer in the most effective way. Yeah, you mentioned Nike. I mean, they've been a really interesting case study during, I think, both during the pandemic and some of the cultural yes. uh, awakening that's going on currently. So I was just going to ask what <laughs> your favorite examples are. Um, along sort of those lines, I mean, from a, you know, you've obviously had great success in your career. Uh, what advice would you give to a more junior person who has aspirations of following a similar path and ending up as CMO? I mean, my advice is is pretty straightforward it's really about keeping keep keep learning you know uh, our world changes so dramatically so fast that you've got to stay on you know you've got to stay current you've got to stay relevant you've got to stay up to date with what's happening i would say the other piece of advice would be to keep connected to people um in the industry in in uh in, in the world in terms of keeping connected to what's going on, but also keeping connected to what's relevant and important to people. Um, the customer is, is the most important person in the, in the marketing kind of equation. And so staying connected to what's going on with culture, staying co- connected to what's going on with people, what they care about is, is really important. I think also my, my advice would be to stay confident in yourself um, stay confident in your ability to adapt um, and uh, to be smart and to to contribute. Confidence goes a long way. Um, confidence makes up for a lack of knowledge or lack of understanding. And if you can if you can stay confident in yourself and convince other people of your confidence, it will take you a long long way. That's amazing advice. Um, what would you say that the most advantageous thing you've done in your career? has been that you feel like has sort of propelled your success and led you to be, you know, a chief marketing officer of such um, well-respected brands as you've been? I think my success has been a lot to do with people. As I mentioned before, I absolutely am a believer in hiring people who are smarter and better than you, uh, who can not only do the job, but also you can learn from. And so I think that I've always tried to surround myself with people, not just on my team, but peers and, and people who, who are leaders in the company, who, who are smart, who I can learn from, who, um, who are good people, who are good collaborators, um, who, are, who end up being a good community for you. Um, and so I do think that uh, my, my skill has been to, um, I think, be a good leader be a good um, uh, recognizer of talent. So putting the right talent together um, to support the business needs and strategies, being able to lead a team, you know, because leading is, is hard. And so knowing when to, when to dive in and get in the weeds and when to pull out and let people do their jobs is really hard thing to do. Knowing how to lead creative people versus data-driven people. I think that's a very different, they're different types of people. So learning how to, 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 how to manage people in different ways in your, in your team is important. And then learning how to manage people who are peers to you, partners to you, people that you 
you don't necessarily uh, lead, but you need them in order for you to be able to do your job. Um, So being a good collaborator, being someone who recognizes that people deserve recognition, that you're, it's not about you. It's about the team. It's about other people. Um, So yeah, I would say that my, my success is, probably do mostly to my people skills and learning how to work really well with people. Is there anything that you can attribute along those lines that have made you learn or better able to learn how to lead these different types of people? I mean, it's very different personalities, it's different motivations. Like, is there something that you can point to? It's like, oh, yes, I, you know, it was X that made me a more empathetic or a better leader. Yeah, I think I learned to be a good leader a lot because of (laughs) watching other people not be good leaders. You know, um, uh, first of all, being in the advertising agency business, I think, helps you because you're in a service business. You really need to learn how to work with people. You know, you're you're always trying to help the client. You're trying to help um, people you know, deliver on something. So I think that helped me. But I also think that I've worked with a lot of really interesting people in my career from Mickey Drexler at Gap to Kenneth Cole um, to uh, Bill McComb. I've had the pleasure (laughs) and sometimes not pleasure of working with really strong, smart leaders, but who also you know, uh, maybe, maybe weren't great at managing people. And so I think that I've learned a lot from their mistakes, um, seeing, seeing leaders, um, you know, not uh, recognize teams in the right way, seeing leaders not motivate their teams in the right way, and, and understanding that that some small things could go such a long way to making the team feel good and perform better. So I think I've, I've, observed a lot of bad behavior and I've observed a lot of good behavior and I've learned from that and tried to be a better leader as a result. And what percentage of, you know, leading others versus doing the work yourself, would you say that when you get to someone who's at the same level as you, you know, is there like a mix of how that's made up where it's like 80%, you know, leading others and 20% focusing on what's next or is there sort of that balance or depending on the day? I think as you get more senior, the less you're actually doing then the more you're, you're leading. So yeah, I think by the time you get to CMO level, you know, depending on the company, depending on the brand, depending on the industry, it's all different, but you end up managing teams more than actually doing. Um, and I, and I think that's okay. And, you know, I think, I think um, again, it, it all depends on on the team that you've hired, you know. And again, I think that I'm good at hiring teams, strong teams, you know, creative um, thinkers, and I get really jazzed by working with people like that and hearing them um, come up with solutions. And my job ends up being making sure that they're uh, clear about what their role is clear about what the strategy is clear about what the problem is to solve um, and then protecting and helping them and motivating them to get to that answer. Um, So yeah, I think in the end it ends up being much more about managing and leading rather than doing. Super interesting. Um, 
have you ever had a job that you felt like you walked in and you're like, oh dear, I've made a mistake? Yes, I have. Uh, I think I can say this without upsetting anyone, but I, you know, when I left Gap and went to work for Kenneth Cole, I think I knew pretty, pretty early on that it wasn't the right culture for me. Um, and I think that had a lot to do with the fact that I had come from a big corporate organization and then was suddenly in a kind of founder-led, designer-led world where the designer was the decision maker. And I think I struggled with that a little bit. You know, I struggled with this idea of, wait, someone else really gets to be in charge and I can't make decisions. Um, so I, I definitely struggled with that. And it was a tough time while I was there. Um, but, you know, it's kind of a cliche to say, but I think I learned so much more in that year of being in the wrong job than I did almost anywhere else because I very quickly worked out what I wanted, where I wanted to be, the kind of people I wanted to work with, the kind of work that I wanted to do, because it wasn't that. And so, yeah, I think I had made the decision to go there for certain reasons and ended up leaving very, very quickly afterwards, and then ending up being in an amazing job uh, at Kate Spade, which, which was the highlight of my career. So I don't regret it at all. In fact, I feel like I, I learned and grew so much during that year. And then it ended up ended, ended getting me into the job of my dream as a result. Wow, that's really incredible. I mean, you know, you've obviously been at companies of different sizes. Um, what's been your experience of working in a more kind of traditional corporate environment, as you mentioned, Gap is versus Kate Spade, where it was a, a lesser known brand that was rapidly scaling? You know, do you have a preference on which way you feel like you professionally lean or one that you found more exciting? So I always thought that I was Miss Flexibility, that I could work at any kind of place, um, any size, that I, you know, was adaptable and, you know, could fit in anywhere. And I think I've, I've realized after all these years that I'm not a corporate person, but I'm probably not a startup person. And, um, a mid-sized company like like Kate Spade um, was actually perfect for me because it was big enough that we had we had some resources, we had some backing from our parent company, but we were still small enough that we were allowed to make mistakes and fail without it being a big deal. Um, so, you know, I I definitely think that a mid-sized company where I feel like I can make a bigger impact, and quite frankly, I'm not don't need to get caught up in the politics of a larger corporation is the right fit for me. So as you think about what's next for you on the horizon, do you have visions of what that looks like? Have you, is there an ultimate end goal for you? I don't know what I want to do next. Um, I have been leading marketing teams for many, many years for great brands. And I've enjoyed it and I loved it. But I don't think that that's what I want to keep doing. So I, so to answer you, I don't think I know what I want to do next. I do know that I love working in this space, which is fashion, retail, even though everyone thinks I'm crazy right now, I do do love it. I also love working with teams and with people. And I do love working 
with brands, understanding brands. What's the power of a brand? What does it stand for? How can it differentiate it itself? How can it stand out, be unique? What's the promise? What's the value? Um, how can it make someone's life better? So, so all around that area is, is definitely what I'm thinking about. But um, I don't know what that translates to necessarily into a job. Um, so that's what I'm in the middle, in the process of, of figuring out. And one of the reasons why I joined the collab was I really was hoping to meet with as many people as possible, talk to as many people as possible, and really try and figure out what, what my pivot is. Where am I going to go next? Um, and how can I do something fulfilling? Well, as someone on the outside of your career, um, you know, certainly seeing it on on paper is incredible and inspiring as a, a fellow woman in the space. And Thank um, you. very much appreciate you taking the time to speak with me and uh, humor me with my questions. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for being here for the Collab Podcast. Every week, a new career story. Follow us on Instagram and all social media channels at Join the Collab or Kher Consulting. And join us so you can record your own story. Thank you.